Hello out there in podcast land. This is Jason Rose with Rupus, and uh, welcome to the Rennie Doyle Podcast. All right, so 21 seconds out. Hey, uh, we're going to go ahead and kick it off just a little early. And uh, welcome to the Rennie Doyle Podcast. And I am uh, sitting in, in Hayward, California. And this is the this is the first time we've all gotten together since, well, I haven't, I haven't seen you since, Dave, since. We were on our mobile tech. Mobile tech. Mobile tech. tech. Yeah. yeah, mobile tech. I think you're at the same time. Mobile tech for you, me, yeah. We saw, I saw you right before everything closed down. March. Yeah. Like yeah. March 10th, 15th, something like that. Now, yeah. all of you guys have gotten together for different things right here, but this is the first time all of us, Chris has, you know, it's the first well, time all of us. Dave, Dave and I work together every day. Well, you do. So we do get you do. together. You do. Day. You do. Yeah. do. do. Except for when he took the month off. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. In July. But you're not sore about that, are you? No. Um, no, no. So, hey, hey, everybody, it's a really, uh, this is cool because we're at, PNS's headquarters, uh, the home of PNS, the home of Double Black, and we've just got some amazing uh, human beings with us right now. Some amazing entrepreneurs uh, and amazing friends of mine, and we wanted to bring them on and just have a kind of a chat uh, and talk about life and business a little bit. So, go ahead and introduce you guys yourself, and uh, we'll go around the room and. We're all looking sure, at you. Hold on. Yeah, we're all, we're all, got, Keith's hair still wet from me. He just got out of the shower like 15 <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, Keith Duplessis, I do business development for PNS as well as uh, whatever else is needed. And occasionally that means some more housework, which is pretty awesome. So Housework? Did you just say housework? No. Nope. Uh, warehousework. Oh, warehousework. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, don't, don't even my wife started on the lack of a housework. That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave Phillips. I'm... Uh, uh, basically operations and uh, product development person for PNS sales. And um, yeah, it's keep covered for me while, or for at least partly for when I was uh, gone for a month. So now you gotta, you gotta, before we move on, you gotta tell everyone what, what we did. What'd you do for a month? Yeah. So I, uh, I took a month off and hiked the John Muir trail and fit it quite kind of right between COVID and the smoke. Uh, and we spent 24 days on the trail yeah. and um uh, a personal goal of mine to go do that. Also, um, a bit of a business goal to um, try to establish and learn, you know, how to kind of get the business to kind of continue running without me. Uh, we call them the hey days, uh, where, uh, you know, I kind of judge how, how well the day is going by how long it takes for the first two or three hey days. So uh, we kind of gave people the opportunity to um, make decisions and, um, you know, plan ahead, learn some things about, about planning. Um, so it was actually, I think overall, a really good positive, uh, business experience. Hey guys, we, uh, we lost your mic for a minute. Sorry about that, Chris. I don't know why I muted. Since you can't go. say Mount Whitney, that means you got another 10, 10 miles and 6,000 feet down to do. So altogether, we did about 245 miles. Wow. And how many feet in elevation? Because that was the thing that impressed me. 51,000 vertical feet. Wow. That's crazy. That is uh, that is uh, Everest plus well, that's, 20. That's, that's Everest. up. That's, 51,000 yeah. feet up. up. <laughs> That's, that's, that's 102,000 feet that's up and down. 46,000 feet down. That's damn near Everest twice. I mean, I mean, close enough round up and uh, Everest one, uh, once in a third, you know, or two thirds. I mean, that's incredible. That's crazy. Uh, Bob Phillips, uh, basically, uh, I keep these kids in line. Basically, you're the one that says, yeah. hey, Dave. I'm the one that says, hey, hey Dave. Dave. Yeah, and, hey, Dave. And just to go back to Dave's experience, uh, experiment, uh, it actually was a good exper experiment for our company. Um, although, um, I have more gray hair because of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want to, you, you know what? I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it from anybody in this room. Um, and so, you know, it, it, uh, these guys are pals of mine. We're business partners, but more so we're friends. We love hanging out with each other. Um, you know, we drive Chris nuts. He's in the other room right now. 
And, uh, you know, we, we just, we just, you know, a lot of, old boys, I had, you know what though, uh, Bob and Bob and, uh, Bob and, and, and Chris drove over today. And I, when I walked in the office this morning, I had to go, Oh boy. Cause they said, they said, Hey, we got an idea. And I went, you know, I don't like, I, I don't like this, this being reversed <laughs> on me at all. It's a know? great idea. Though. Yeah, it was a great idea. It was a great idea. So, Hey, let, let's, let's talk about this. So, um, go back. We were talking earlier and I hate to hear, uh, all the time is we've told our story a lot. If you guys don't know it, uh, it's out there. Go find it because it gets old talking about. I think it's in your first ten podcasts. Yeah, yeah I don't want to look at it. it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, let's talk about this. Is that you've got a next year PNS? Your guys' dad started the company sixty years ago. Next year. Yep. So with that, you know, every business needs a, a, a rebranding. Uh, uh, it's just like a house or a building. You, you can't just live in the house for fifty years and not remodel. You know, you can't live in a, you've got to take and give it a new facelift. Uh, I, I, you know, we've completely changed houses before. I know you've done the same thing, Keith. Last year. And you, you completely basically rebuilt your house at one time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you done the same thing with yours? Yeah. Pretty absolutely. Much. Yeah. yeah. I like to, you know, home ownership. It's like, there, is there a spot in the house that you haven't been? That's a, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> and does it look anything like it did that we're, we're getting ready to do the same thing? Part of the house can I remove and replace? That, that's exactly it. We did the whole thing once. That's so, not happening again. So with that is that you guys have had, you've gone through and given uh, many facelifts over the years because, you know, you guys is the first 30 years was your dad. Yeah. The last 30 years have been you two. And so over that time, we've gone through the history of the facelift. But, you know, five years ago, major, major move, the biggest move. And, you know, a lot of people get scared at, 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 at changing their business. Uh, what would you say to people that aren't changing their business? Is there a message? To that, or maybe a lot of people, I look at they're reinventing their their, their business every year, I, which you know I guess business is growing. It's like a child; you're constantly feeding it. But I see people trying to; they're not succeeding. So instead of changing what they're doing, they're trying to change the whole business. Does that make sense? So what what would your piece of advice be to people? You know, taking and maybe at a stale point in their business is full full steam ahead. What was in your mind when you when you did this? Well, I think the biggest mistake that uh most people make, including ourselves, is the mistake is thinking uh, staying the same or not making a change is comfortable. Right. And realistically, I mean, you said it five years ago or we when we met in the other building. Right. Yeah. We walked in. Bob, five years ago, there was just a boat in here. Right. right. And and I can tell you that that a year ago, that building now looks totally different and oh. we're constantly adding. And so one of the things that we have to do is, you know, you, you change to remain fresh. Right. You change to create new ideas and engage. And so one of the things is a company that's 60 years old, change is hard. Well, it's hard. It, cha it changes the culture of people. So, you know, to when we talked about yesterday, just meeting uh, and reviewing, you know, our staff and things that are going on inside our company. We had a lunch and, you know, you spoke to the people. I mean, they need to understand that they play an active role in that, but it's all that change. So, you constantly have to reevaluate and, and change your business. And it's a mistake to stay comfortable. So, Hey Dave. So, um, <laughs> but it, I'm not, so, so we, we always kid and, and you're not, you're not around a lot is Bob and I will have these meetings. Keith will be in there and we'll go, we got an idea on a product. And then we go, Hey Dave, can we, can you make this? Sure. So on the operation standpoint of it, how, how, so, so you've got the salesman side of it, right? right? The business development side. Um, has that change been frustrating for you or has it been welcoming? How is the staff? I mean, you guys got a pretty uh, decent sized staff. How's it been on the backside of the business on all these changes? You know, um, for the, I mean, the biggest, uh, change for us, or at least for operations has obviously been, been growth. We've been, we've been growing pretty, pretty aggressively. Um, so there, there are process changes. I mean, I find the whole thing, um, challenging. I find it um, tiring sometimes as well, but I find it quite a challenge. It's, and it's really rewarding to me to, to make a change or to empower a change uh, that results in, in people's lot, you know, our, our, our workers and our, our people's lives being easier, more efficient, um, you know, getting more done. Everybody likes to feel like they're accomplishing something. The good thing about this sort of ma manufacturing job um, is that there's tangible result of what you've done each day. 
um, some jobs, you know, you don't feel like you're getting anything done. Fortunately, with with a, a job like this, you get you get the results of, of getting things done. I love to see things getting done easier. I love to see things getting done faster. Um, I love to see the efficiencies. So um, fortunately, that that feeds my my energy uh, quite a bit. It does get old sometimes, but right. you know, just like anybody's job, just like anybody's um, situation, you kind of have to take a look at it, re-engage yourself, appreciate the good parts. You know, you know, deal with all the all the issues that go on, and and just kind of re-engage and, and go forward and, and enjoy the process. Let me ask you, how much more efficient are you guys right now compared to five years ago? Did you did you guys think you're efficient five years ago? Uh, we did, but now we're we're still actually producing. Uh, I mean, we're we're selling a lot more stuff with a similar amount of staff, so we've become a lot more efficient. Right. Yeah, I mean, we've you had to. You, yeah. You've had huge growth. Huge growth. And, um, and, and managed it with with adding very. I mean, we've added people and we've added fill lines. We've done certain things, but, and you know, we've, we've had to change the way we look at things. But uh, one of the things that I think Dave brought up and I think for business owners, one of the things is, you know, companies have personalities. Mm -hmm. And so I analyze our company, like, you know, like I said to Keith, I go, last week wasn't a great week for our company because the, it, the, just the dynamic that week. Right? Yeah. Like people yeah, we came in kind of funky. It was, yeah. a, you know, there was a holiday and it just didn't go right. Oh, we got fires going around, smoky. And as business owners or managers, it's your job to manage that personality. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes like if last week was a bad week, then I go, okay, I can't, you can't get mad at your, at your business. Mm -hmm. You have to fix it. So as a manager or owner, you come in and you, okay, you're going to change things up to fix that personality. You got to constantly analyze what's not happening right with your team and where you need to adjust and fix it. So this week couldn't have come at a better time having you come up because the guys hadn't seen you for a long time. And then, you know, we made wholesale changes, right? Which is like, okay, we're going to change the personality because last week was a bad week. You know, it's funny because I walked in, I walked into the warehouse and, you know, you guys don't see it because you're here. Even you've been here a lot, but I haven't been here since last, oh, last fall. Yeah. And, and I walked in and I was like, holy shit. A lot of I shit. Mean, it had changed. <laughs> <laughs> and then back in the warehouse yeah. where the boat used to be, you couldn't squeeze a Hot Wheel back in there, yeah. you know, now. I mean, yeah. it's it's crowded. Let me ask you this. So, um, you know, you I love to say it, 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 it. Compared to service business, it's a big business. But you guys are really a you're – a, you're a big little business. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. You're a big little business. What's the biggest challenge that you guys have got in a big little business? What If you had to pick out one challenge – Dave, we'll start with you this time. So – so what's the challenge for a big little business? Well, I feel like, and, and you know, so I'm, uh, it, I think the, the, I think the biggest challenge for any business, actually, I think it's hard to say because I think the good thing about being a big little business is the ability to be nimble, the ability to, to, to make change. Uh, I can't imagine how you would do that in a, in a large business. So, um, it's true. You know, I, I think the biggest challenge and the biggest advantage to being a little business is the ability to, you know, switch gears. And I think, you know, we talked about new fill lines and I know we weren't going to talk about, about um, COVID, but um, when uh, we had a, we had a new fill line still wrapped in plastic um, in February. Mm -hmm. And when COVID hit and we got the ability to make hand sanitizer, Bob and I came in on a weekend, completely set up a fill line. And by Monday, we were filling 3,000 pints of hand sanitizer a day. Change, change gears that fast. That fast. Right. We were, you know, again, you know, in this case, um, you know, luck favors the prepared. We had a filling line sitting around waiting to go. Um, but nevertheless, that's the sort of thing that you can do. You know, we saw a lot of, you saw a lot of that in the, in, in the industry. I mean, you saw beer companies starting to make alcohol, you saw distilleries. Oh yeah. You know, all sorts of people were making, and these were all, these are all big little companies, right? They have, you know, distribution, but they're not huge footprints physically. Uh, and they make that change and they, and they, and they move forward. So, um, you know, I think being, 
the little business that we are has made the um, the change to rebranding to uh, developing new products both again kind of harder on the one hand but kind of easier on the other well you know anybody excluding staff how many how many staff do you guys have here under roof uh, 17 so anytime that you have changed staff can't stand it believe it or not a lot of it, is, like it is very difficult to, yep. to get people to, to yeah, make The only change. time they like change is when it's something that makes their life easier, easier. to take something off their plate. But and even as sometimes, busy as we've been, even sometimes they don't like that. They don't like that. No. It's like just not the same. And I had to, you know, I went around and thanked everybody because it's, 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 there's a lot of, there's a lot of bottles back there with my name on it that go out. You think? Yeah. <laughs> and there's, uh, and I had to, I, I both apologized, but thanked them. You know what I'm saying? They're, so, they're thankful. Yeah, they, yeah. They're well, thankful. Exactly. Yeah, so but it, you got a great company to work with. Now, Bob, so from your perspective is what's, what's, what's that big, what's that big, you know, what do challenge? You, yeah. I think the interesting thing is because we can be nimble, the four of us will make a decision on something we're going to do and then we'll do it. And then now the challenge is getting it out to our people right. and informing everyone. Uh, you know, communicating that we've made that change. And then, and then the fact that we don't have a huge staff to go out and like filter that downstream. Right. right? So it, it, that's creates a whole nother level of, of challenge. And we tend to get ahead of our customers. Right. And our customers are like, well, when did that happen? And we're like, well, yeah, you, you know, we, we let you know, but like, well, you didn't let me know good enough. Right? right. So, I mean, you know, so that's something that I think, you know, we obviously, have focused on improving this year with PNS University, trying to communicate to our distributors. Keith put a bunch of time in that, but it's like any business. You know, if you're a detail shop and you change your menu, you got to you got to communicate that to your oh, customer. Yeah. Or you're offering a new service, you got to communicate that to the customer. We come out with a new product. You know, there's always a catch up, a lag. So um, there's a big advantage to being nimble, but there's also a huge liability to being nimble. So let me ask you this, and then Keith, we're going to go over, but it's fresh. I'm going to go on from. The, let's hit that real quick from the outside. From the outside looking, so you're you're not here every day. No, and I actually have two perspectives here because I used to be a, in the dis distributor pool. You know, I used to be one of the guys on the street selling product. Right. And I can tell you, the coolest thing about this company was I could pick up the phone, I could get Bob or Dave. Right. Now, granted, I have a relationship with Bob, but I mean, as a distributor we really allow a lot of access to the team here. You can pick up the phone, talk to somebody, and that nimbleness means we'll, people here, you know, somebody calls me, we try and action it as quick mm -hmm. as we can. But the challenge with our growth has been, you know, unfortunately, um, there's the same amount of Bob, Dave, and Keith to go around, and there's more distributor partners now and more growth than we've ever seen, which is awesome. But it also detracts a little bit from our ability to be that personal touch. And so... It is about how do we manage the tools? You know, that's where PNS University came from and things like that. Um, and you never want to lose that because that's really an ingrained well, culture here. And that university is developed as a support tool for basically the customers, for the distributors. Well, the customers told right. us that we were we needed to give them something they could work from. And that ended up being the framework we went with. Right. Because they needed tools that we already had generated. But as Bob said, we just weren't doing a great job of getting them the tool in a way that that was consistent. Let me relate this back to a to a small business. One thing I think that's missing in service businesses across doesn't matter if it's a coffee shop, is 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 your customers are telling you what they want, what they need. But here's the other thing: is you know what they need? They need to be educated. We learned that, and we it's very even when you educate people, you got to remember that it's loud in our world now, and there's a lot of stuff grabbing our attention, right? right? And so to take and so repeating your message in different formats, you know, nicely, it's not, we're not slamming anybody. It's just the realities of business is it's very, it's very hard to communicate your message. So you've got to find different ways of sharing your message. And in the university, you put a lot of time into that and it's a great, and not everybody's taking out of it, but the it's there, you know, and, and now you're providing something uh, for your customers to make deci good decisions on. Yeah, and I call that, in military, I always call that putting more tools in your toolbox. Yeah. You know, you, you may not ever have an opportunity to use those skills that you go develop, but if you don't have the tool in your toolbox, you know, it, it's, a, it's a hole in your game. And so for us, PNS University is a tool for our distributors. But I think the other thing is, and we learned this in 2018, when we really made that surge to do this World Killer Tour as a group, we did a lot of touch points with the end user, the customers that are working in the detail shops. 
But what got missed in between a little bit was our distributor partners weren't were getting the same education at the same time instead of being ahead of their right own it. customers yeah. on it. And so for I think for us the last year and a half has really been about how do we get our distributor to be as educated as we are so they can go do that education. Right. Because that's Absolutely. another piece of this growth is those guys who are selling chemicals on the street. They are our biggest advocates and our biggest conduit to grow. Well, and take that back to, again, your, your small businesses, educating your customers, constant communication, um, creating a, you know, we, 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 we love to, we, we talked yesterday a lot. We met a lot yesterday about lifestyle, uh, lifestyle in our company and lifestyle that we project out among our customers yeah. and so forth. One of the, the biggest challenges that I thought, I thought you were going to mention this is employees and staff. I'm surprised it didn't come up. I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the deal is you guys, I mean, no, it, you, it, you've it got is. people that are, yeah. that are, I mean, you've got, uh, one of your employees, what, 27 years? You said 28 yeah, years? Yeah, 28 years. I mean, and you've got a lot of people. 25 years, yeah. 13 years, 20, 18 years. Yeah, so a lot of tenure. Let's talk about that culture of what do you do to maintain a person like that? I mean, because that's a, that's a right now it's a huge challenge. I mean, we, we talked about yesterday, uh, just attracting people that want to work is a huge challenge. It's our How biggest challenge them? right now. Um, well, we offer a good place to work and our people, well, typically when we get staff, they come here, they stay. So for us, I don't think the, count, the challenge is keeping them. The challenge is keeping them engaged because as, as people stay in the job, they get stale, they get frustrated, they get in a rut. They're no different than all of us, right? So constantly, you know, trying to engage them and make them feel valuable and important. That's one of the things we talked about yesterday was a reward system for our team, right? How do right. we continue to engage them? Uh, and, you know, it's challenging because as owners, we get stale as well. And so, you, you know, it's like you yeah. got to wake up every day and you can't yeah. be stale. Yeah. And sometimes you wake up and you're like, man, I'm just stale today. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to face this challenge. It. I don't have yeah. it, but you got to go in and, and, and face it. And, and then the thing is with a, a diverse group of people that have been with us a long time, you know, we have to accept all the personalities mm -hmm. and engage them all, you know? Uh, so that's a big challenge. Like we said, right now, our biggest challenge is we want to hire people. We, we get people, they, they work here. They don't want to work that hard and they leave. Isn't that right, Dave? I mean, yeah. we have, we've had guys, we've had a lot of people here. They're here for two or three days and then all of a sudden they don't show up again. And we're like, well, what happened? He goes, well, you know, I really don't want to work that hard. And it's not that we work that hard, but we just don't stand around and put a sticker on something. We're moving. Right. It's hustle. It's a fast paced environment. Well, the, 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 the employee pools definitely change. I, yeah. you know, I, I don't think the employee pools change. I, it, you know, we, especially here in the Bay Area, you got this massive pool of people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just finding the right people. You know, I think it's just getting that right message out to find it. There's good people out there. It's just finding them. Right. And I think you said something yesterday, which really stuck with me is, you know, create those core values so that you create a system where people want to come to you. Now yeah. we've done that with double black. Right. So we have a lot of people in the detail industry that want to work for us, but you know, on the industrials, on the, on the manufacturing side, we don't, that culture right. doesn't translate over to that. So that's and a challenge. And, and, and people say, you no, know, um, this is a tough market to hire people because it's an expensive place to live. Mm -hmm. It's a huge, it, there's a lot of competing jobs uh, for people and, and, uh, and, and people, even when they make a really good wage, it's, it's, it's flustering. It's, it's frustrating because it's an expensive place to live. Oh yeah. And so, you know, your culture and your environment are going to come down to That's going to play a huge part in, yeah. you know, is, is developing that. So interesting. Um, so best piece of advice that I'm going to, I'm going to shake this up. I'm going to shake this up. Best piece of business advice in 30 seconds or less that you've been given. Keith. I think back to, to an old boss I had and he said, you know, if it's, if it's working well, break it, fix it and make it better. And, and that really was an anecdote of, you know, always be changing it was find a way to be better just because things are going well doesn't mean that yep. they're going they're always going to go well and you should be looking to improve and change your business and double black is the absolute example of that i mean there's no better example of things were going good product was selling broke it fixed it made it better so dave from a now a lot of people listening and watching are in a service business 
Mm-hmm. So they're going to be toward the operation sides of things. So if you could, on, let's talk about efficient. Do I get to answer the last question? No. No, 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 you've been, no, I'm throwing you on the spot. He had a great answer though. No, you know. He had a minute to think about it. He did, he did. No, we're going to shake this up because you're, you're the ops guy. And so um, when it comes to efficiency is that the the best piece of advice that you've, you found on getting people going from doing it something one way to doing it a little different because you guys have got different fill lines back there now. Mm. You've got a lot more products. It's been changed up. How have you been able to transition your staff from thinking one way and, and, and kind of pushing them to another direction a little bit? How, how have you gotten them to work at this level? Because it's changed. Yeah. The volume has so changed. The, the way I've seen the most. Well, I got the eighth grade question. You got the master's question. Right. You know, I, think, I think that the, the where we've seen the most success is that when you can implement a change and demonstrate that it works well and it has to be it, it i mean it's not just you you just don't present this idea and go yeah this is my theory and go do it, it works um when you're actually able to you know model and set it up and make and show how it works those are where we see the most effective change and the most um resilient change so, and even at that, like we said before, nobody likes, nobody likes change. So, I mean, I, I you know, you can, you can set up a, a piece of equipment and a system to have, have things work and, you know, it goes along and it's, and you're showing it, it works great for two weeks and you come back, you know, at some point and you're like, well, why is this little section not working, doing this anymore? And then you find out and you come back in and you have to repeat yourself and you have to kind of continually um re- basically reinforce and repeat the the process just to get people to just kind of bring that change into their own uh work environment and and their own feelings about how how it's going to work for them comes down to they, they got to so, accept it they got to see it they got to see value in it yeah yeah they got and and, and they got to accept it and it's re- it's a real hard transition it is you know i remember going from when we went from standard extractors to steam mm-hmm. Ooh, boy that was a fight oh man still a fight it still is still a fight it the is. industry still fights yeah it bit. is <laughs> and that was you know that was 99 yeah you know it was when we and and we were small i mean i was tiny you know just a couple people really you know part-time during the prime time of the year and that was tough so you want to answer that same one, or you just all, all over? Well, okay. No, no, he, same one. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. I'm just, no, I'm going to summarize what he said. Okay. Because I think what I was like, ooh, ooh. So the thing is, I think what Dave and I have really learned is when we make a change, build a process so the team can be successful. Oh, I like that. And make it so it just automatically happens. I mean, yeah. and we did that. Like, So I talked about how we evolved the double black line, yeah. the pint line. Was, pints are big volume, right? Yeah. So we had pints stored all it was a higher volume proposition. So we needed to create a whole situation in our warehouse where it could be organized. So, and they can automatically know to restock and do everything. And and I said to Dave, you know, ever since we made that change in March, we've never been out of those. Wow. Because we just made it so that it was obvious for them to be successful. And it's you on the floor to make it easy. It's on the floor. Especially carpet bomber. With your name on it. (laughs) Especially carpet bomber. Yeah. It's the only time you can walk But no, I mean, so, you know, build build a process so they can be successful and go like, wow, that was easy, right? It's hard to do, but when you do it, then they'll go like, well, that's just the obvious way I'm going to do it. Right. I love it. Um, So what's your guys' escape? So I love to take and get into, we'll start, we'll start here this time. We'll go the other way. What's, what, what's your, what's your Zen? What's put you in a good spot when you're, you know, it, it's stressful running a business. Yeah. And here you guys, and, and, and everybody watching, you think, oh man, I'll get it. I'll get it at year five. I'll get it year 10. I'll get it. You know what? You're, if, if you hold still, there's a lot of lifestyle businesses out there. Right. And believe me, it, it, um, it, it, some, I'm, I'm real jealous at times, you know, because we've got people I know that are out there cranking out six figures and their business and they're, I mean, they're not on cruise control. They work very hard part of the part of the season, but the rest of the year they got this great life. Yeah. But you guys, I mean, you shifted here five years ago. Here are year 55 in a great spot. And then you guys go from zero to a hundred in, in three and a half, four years. Right. What's the escape? 
Um, well, I think the challenge is you've got to work on the escape, right? Yeah. Because you have, you know, it's just like everything you got to work on it. So, um, you know, making, try to make sure that we get out, that I get out of here and then I go do something else with my wife or just What's whatever that? What's it is. That other? Usually it's exercising or, you know, be, doing something outdoors, stuff like that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's the best. I mean, 20 minutes of exercise just like can like just flip my brain. Oh, I can have the finished. worst day. Yeah, I do 20 minutes of exercise. I'm like, okay, that was great. It's all gone. So for me, and I think for most people, that should be escape because it's that whole endorphin you, thing. You know, I started I started walking just uh, 45 to 50 minutes a day, every day. And I can't believe the difference between by the time that I leave the house until the time I get back, the attitude change that it, that it brings on. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a walk. So not going to the gym, not getting on the bike. Just a simple walk with my dog, with one of our dogs. Mm -hmm. Right. Just, just it, it's un, it's so calming, and there's so much value to that of just getting out. So, Dave. Yeah, mine's obviously. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Mine's obviously getting outside as well. One of the things that we I needed to do for the John Muir Trail was obviously train on a regular basis, mm -hmm. um, and it's an everyday thing. You don't, you yeah. can't take. You know, you can't go out and do eight miles one day and take three or four days off because that is not what happens on the John Muir Trail. You get up every day and you cover eight to ten miles. So, I mean, even if I was doing um, a, a shorter day, it would have to be like you did, like 45 minutes to an hour. And, and that's one of the things that I'm finding a little uh, challenging right now. You know, coming back, having the beautiful clear days for the last two days, you're really lucky you got here now. Um, but having, you know, air quality in the 200s, uh, where they basically say, look, you're, you're doing more harm to yourself going out exercising than you are just sitting in your house. Are there fires in California? Um, yeah. yeah. Or on the is, West coast, excuse yeah. me, no disrespect. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just a, you know, is a challenge mentally to try and, you know, figure out another way now to, uh, to, you know, in, you know, do that, you know, catharsis, get the, get the same feeling that I can get just being outside for literally a half hour and there are there are tons of studies that say look go out to a park go out to don't you know you don't have to get even walk yeah just get outside you know and all those things have become quite a challenge over the last year obviously 2020 has been one of those yeah it's been kind of so key what's your escape so i have a couple of escapes one of my escapes is actually doing what i really like to do when i'm with pms which is get out and see our distributors and see I like to see those people. That to me is a is a great thing because I get an interaction, I get the feedback, I get to enjoy being with our customers. And we have such a great network. Twenty twenty kind of killed that. Yeah, yeah. kind of did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we had we had a key the teddy bear to hug. Exactly. You know, <laughs> we got another cat. No, just kidding. But um, but the thing for me is I get outside. So um, it's a bad word to say, but I'm gonna say it. My campfire. So. Friday night, Saturday night, I go down to the lower yard and, and fire up a campfire. I get outside the house. Uh, I like to mow the lawn. I like, you know, we have a nice yard now that needs to be maintained. So it's that, or I go every night, at least they'll see me just, I'll go out in the garage. And I'm in the garage, and I'm either puttering around or I'm making something, or right now I'm rebuilding part of my basement for my new office. Uh, I might get that done by 2025. We'll see how that goes. Uh -huh. But I just like to go do something that's constructive or that's, you know, I feel like I accomplished, I can stand back and go, hey, we got that done today. You know, and I can look at that and say, that's cool. That's not how I relax. Well, but for me, you know, during the day, it's it's the intangible part of what we do. Yeah, here. yeah. You know, Dave can see pallets go out the door. I'm working with customers and, and so sometimes it feels less tangible. So those tangible moments for me are great. It's a, a little activity outside or in the basement or in the yard doing something and feeling like I, I accomplished a task and, and made a difference in the house, the property, whatever it is. So let's now let's go to the opposite is, uh Oh, did we cut off? No, we didn't cut uh, off. We still uh, got video. We just lost our camera. So uh -oh. we're going to see if we can fix that. But keep talking. We're good. So now yeah, let's go to tell you. Long. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. Chris. <laughs> so let, let's, um, let's talk about a little piece of advice. Well, all of us work, with small businesses, you know, we're engaged with small businesses. Um, if, if, if you had to take in, in working again, small, big business, you know, a lot of people see PNS, a lot of people in the car wash industry or in the, uh, 
in the detailing industry, they look at this as a big business, you know, because it is compared to what they've, they're working in, right? It's, it's a it's huge a, business it's a, in a lot of ways. It's a big yeah. business. But when it comes to, um, to that, what, 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 what would you tell the small guys that, you know, are, are, are in the trenches, uh, a piece of advice, just a simple piece of advice is one of the things I like to tell people is, is don't lose themselves. Know what you are. So many people is, is, is they're, they're, they're either living in the past or they're living in the future. They're either, they're either, they're either stuck on what they were or they're so super hyper concentrated on, on what they want to be that they're not living today. They're not enjoying, they're not enjoying your lifestyle. And so I tell people, Hey man, enjoy where you're at. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot of pluses of where you're at right now. You've got to find those. And I know it might be, you might be eating crap. You might be, it might be a, a, a tough, a tough uh, a gig that you're in. You're working really hard. Maybe you're solo shop. You want to add people. Um, a, we're at a weird time. You know, this whole year's been weird. Uh, but B, just enjoy where you're at. Is you know, I've got a really good friend, Doug Parfait. So Doug. Oh, I love Doug. Yeah, yeah. Doug's, Doug's out of uh, Pittsburgh, and you know, he he loves where he's at, man. He's a small he's a small operator. He's got his services set up. He's got his lifestyle set up. He knows what he wants to be and doesn't want to be. And stop looking at the other guys because three quarters of those, those people that you're looking at online aren't what they say they are in the first place. Right. So what would you, uh, what would you suggest to these small businesses? So thank you, Randy, because this goes back to the question you asked Keith. Okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. You, I knew you'd round around. I so knew he was going to take that. Um, it's basically make sure that your reality matches your um, your image, so that you don't you're not putting out something that's fake. You're putting out something that's real to you. So when you're doing your job, it is it's you know it is it is part it's core to you. You're not fighting every minute to keep up this uh, image or facade about what you're doing. It's Amen. real to you. Amen. And actually, I, I, I got that advice from a, a pretty um, well-known business person um, in that, and this goes for marketing, this goes for positioning, this goes for everything, is that make sure your reality matches what your message is. And it's, it's the same thing for, for your job. So make sure your reality matches what you are doing. So, because even in a relationship, you can't fake a relationship forever. Eventually, you know, the, the honeymoon's gonna be over and your real personality is gonna be the, the thing that, that has to make, well, has to go. That's, you know, it's funny because every, every time I've gotten in the, 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 my most unhappiest, most unsuccessful, Bob's jamming out. My, my happiest, most unsuccessful points in my, in my career have been when I didn't appreciate where I was. Is that you've got to appreciate where you're, it, your, your position's always going to change. And if your position is to grow, grow. If you're working too hard, you know, I was talking to uh, uh, last week, we, we took and we, we trained a group. And one of, the, one of the students in their business has a six-week waiting list. And they said, man, we just, how do we get past that? And I said, you guys are too cheap. You know, simple as that. You got six weeks waiting is, well, we're really scared to raise our prices. And I said, well, okay, don't raise them on the, the, the people that are keeping you alive. Raise it on the new people coming in. And I said, because obviously people love your work. And I said, and they said, well, we're going to lose some people. And I said, okay. what do you want to do? You, is, is you, you, can, you can serve fewer people better and bring in the same kind of money and not have the demands for as many support personnel. I mean, that's a win-win situation. You can't beat that. So right. I love that. You know, I love that advice. Keith? Well, you know, we talk, Bob and I talk a lot about it um, on the phone of kind of who we don't want to be. And I think sometimes everybody's got this idealized thought of what they want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, and I look at that because um, to me, it, it's who do you not want to be? You know, right. you, you've got to set your left and right um firing stake out there for those of you in the military, you know what I'm talking about, which is you got to set your field of what you're trying to hit in your target zone. And what do I don't want to be? I don't want to be the guy that works 80 hours a week. Okay. 
well then what things have to happen for that to not be the case? The other side of it is what do I want us to be? I want us to be so big. Okay. What, you know, being between my two firing stakes is really important. You know, we talk a lot of times about, well, we really don't want to do that kind of business. Uh, and that, that doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's really good to know who you are as a, as a business owner, as a person. And I think that's, that's the hardest thing because we're all changing and growing, but Absolutely. I think sometimes you got to define what you don't want to do uh, and say, you know, I, I don't want to be the biggest detail shop in town. Well, I want to be, let's really put that, good let's, let's put that, let's put that in perspective. Okay. So we've got as a, as product manufacturers, we've got a lot of people to take aim at that are huge. You, oh, know, yeah. you think of the big names that we've got and, and man, bless their hearts. They've been super successful. They still are. They're, they're, they're legacy companies that have been out there. Um, but we, we don't really, we want to be us. We, we do our own thing, right? I mean, we said it this morning. I mean, yeah, we can't worry about what other people are doing. We only focus on what we're doing. No, we don't want to be those guys. Bless their hearts. I'm they're, they're, they're running their race. Right. And I think small businesses, God, we spend so much time looking at the other guys, especially since, you know, I, we're all in this room. We're all fortunate. We build our careers before the internet. Really? Our foundations were laid before the internet ever came around. And I, I, I kind of, I, I think it's a challenge because a lot of people right now, they hyper-concentrate on everybody else around. Well, oh, wow, look what he or she's doing. Look what she's doing. Look what she's, well, first off, 80% is bullshit. They don't have that. They're projecting something out that's not true. We've all seen it. The other thing is, why are you worried about them? Go run your own race. Well, and that's, that's kind of what I'm saying is, you know, you've got to decide. Another person that I look at that, really fits that mold well, you brought up Doug, is Justin Lovato. Yeah. You know, when Justin was was really building his reputation in his market, he decided he was going to be a shop that did, that had so much space, did so many cars in such a way, and he was going to sell in a certain way. Now, in the last year, he's done the break it, fix it, and make it better because he's completely changed what he's doing. But that was a decision he made of who he wanted to be next. And again, yeah. he, he also decided in that what he didn't want to be. And so I think, you know, having a good sense of what you want to be and focusing on that and knowing that uh, I don't want to go this way. I, don't, I want to stay between my firing stakes and aim at the target I'm after. Forget everybody else's stuff. Yeah, you know, just, if you think you can make it doing two cars a day and having one employee and that's what's going to make you successful and that's what shit, you want we, to be, then be that. We got when people doing one car a day and they're just fine. You know, we got people doing... Two cars a week are just fine. You know, it just depends on what your price point is. So, Bob, let's take you to that same question. What, 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 if you, if you're going to go out there, um, you know, so many small businesses right now, the, the challenge is, is they, they don't live in the present. They're, they're looking out here. They're looking to the back. You know, I just worked with a guy um, a couple weeks ago on a, on a really special project. I can't say anything, but it was, you know, the guy had a history, you know, he had a past and it was a colorful past. And I sent him down. I said, listen, man, that dude's gone. Forget about that guy. You know, all this got to pass, even whether it's a past that we made mistakes in our life or a past business failure that we had or a relationship or anything else is you've got to get to the present, but you can't live. You can't live back here and you can't live out there. You, it doesn't mean you can't plan. Right. But man, you got to enjoy the ride. I heard this and I love this is so many people in, in small business today is that there's a reason why the windshield's as big as it is in the rearview mirror is as small as it is. Mm -hmm. Is concentrate on that front windshield and stop looking right. at that rearview mirror. Right. You know, mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up. So, pieces of advice as we prepare to get out of there. We're going to finish with Dave. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think the. No, you got no, another question. You got another question. Yeah, you got. You got a smart. You got You're the smart guy. You got to sum it up, Dave. No, I, I think. Um, I think the most important thing is decide what your, your plan is going to be with your business and then stick to it, but know it's going to change, but don't reinvent it every day because yeah, then you're absolutely. just going to be confused, right? Absolutely. Know your goal, stick to the target. Yep. And you know, if you're going to re reevaluate it, know you're going to need to make a change, but too many businesses are constantly like, I'm going to be good at this. I'm going to be good at this. They're, they're, they're flipping all over the place. Decide what you're going to be good at it. Good at and be really good at that. And, and um, you know, that's, and then the other thing too is if you're going to go for it, go for it. Yeah. We used to make decisions, go like, 
well, you know, we'll kind of do that. Right. We don't kind of do anything anymore. If no. we're going to do it, we're all, we're we're all, all in. in. And we, but we also, we know if we can afford the casualty, if it's an ultimate <laughs> failure, right? Right. We make a business plan so that if it fails, we'll be fine. But when we go after it, we go after it. So best piece of advice, probably the, the tie for that other one I gave is the one Bob told me the other day or told me a few years ago about your dad. That right. said, make decisions without fear. Right. So, you know, that there's a lot that goes into that. There's a, a bunch to make, you know, look at the plan. Can we execute it? Can we pay for the consequences oh. if it doesn't work? But once you decide, make the decision, have no fear about you. You made the decision. Now just go. Oh, fear, fear is one of the greatest emotions we have because it will either it's, it's, it, it's an absolute, it will keep you out of trouble or it will kill you. And don't fear the loss. No. You I mean, we, we, Dave and I, we were just talking the other night. We were at a friend's house. Now we got stuck for six figures one time by a customer. Ooh. It hurt. Ooh. But you know what? Two years out, we, Dave said, he goes, okay, that's a great customer, but one day, one day that guy's going to stick us. And sure enough, he did. Wow. And it was during a really tough year. Right. And we went like, oh, well. There wasn't much we could do no, about it. No. We didn't cry about the got, loss. It was the loss. I mean, I see businesses that go, oh my God, if I only had this. Well, guess what? You don't have it. Right. So move Deal forward. With Deal with go it. Figure, go figure out how to, do, to yeah. get to that point. So Dave, uh, we're gonna. this is going to be a great one, is that technology has changed so much, especially in the car care industry. Did you ever think we'd be to this point in advances to where products used? Are, are, I mean, look what we can do with in a single step now. Look at what the tools do combined with products. I would say, I would have to say, uh, no, I did not think we would be in this position. I don't know, um, I, I really can't tell you um, why, um, you know, industry and, you know, ke large chemical manufacturers, large producers of, you know, aluminas and abrasives. Um, I can't tell you quite why um, we became so much more mainstream because we didn't used to be. In, in wow. our industry, we used to take the dregs from the cosmetic industry and what was available in the paint and coatings industry. And we would try to, and then, you know, in other chemical industries, you know, janitorial supplies and try and fit those materials into what we wanted to do. Now, this is the chemistry side. So we would try and um, fit those materials into what we wanted to do. They were always basically off-label applications. Yep. Carrying on conversations with uh, tech support people at the larger companies was, uh, took a lot longer because they just didn't understand what we were doing with them. So um, over, you know, gosh, the last, I would say even, even as short as 10 years, uh, what's happened is we've become uh, more of a focal point um, so that instead of taking um, instead of taking what what rejects for another <laughs> another industry and trying to apply it to what we're doing um, there is focus within you know large R&D uh, uh, companies to actually produce materials that now we have a, a large selection of things that we can choose from um, from multiple companies, which is, you know, what typically was available in the cosmetics and the paint coatings industry, um, be, you know, before 10 years ago. So it gives us a lot of opportunity to, um, to make and customize and, and produce uh, better and more focused products. So that's why I think um, what you see is uh, such a, a, an improvement in especially things like polishes and compounds, where... Well, I mean, it used to be, what, what did you do? You either, you either ground the crap out of the paint and then you had to fix that <laughs> or you polished it, you know, and, but then you weren't fixing the, the paint. So now you're seeing products that have a much broader range of application that you can, um, you can do the same thing with less products. And, and then that gives you the opportunity to even take, you know, products like, like, the, like the jeweling polish and just take it just to that next level. And that drilling polish, you know, is not capable of, it's only capable of doing that. That's right. all it's capable of doing. Yeah. yeah. But it's that step that you were never going to be able to do. And then, you know, I mean, some of the things like, um, you know, obviously microfiber towels, uh, clay, 
Well, you look, you look at Fulton, you look at Fulton back just just a decade ago. Exactly, the the detailing guys re, was rejects. They they would take and the phone manufacturer and say, okay, these are the phones we got. Pick something out that works right. for you. Absolutely. And now we're developing specialty phones just for the purpose of of, of working on paint. You know, right. it's, it's amazing. So and coatings and coatings. Look at coatings. I mean, yeah. coatings. It was the paint and coat. It was the body shop industry, and so there was only one mindset for how you're going to put something on a car, how you're going to how you're going to finish that car in a more permanent fashion. And now it's like, oh no, guess what? There's there's coatings, and how many people can be trying to develop coatings? Yeah. Well, look at the interiors. I mean, 15 years ago, we were all trying to figure out what commercial, you know, carpet and fabric cleaner we could buy from somebody that would clean. Now, I mean, hell, we used to use dry cleaning chemicals. Oh yeah. To clean yeah, the inside. Now, now the manufacturers are specifically focused at automotive oh, yeah. interiors. It was degreasers. That's all our, our yeah, options were. All degreasers. Cleaners. You got, uh, oh, got dry cleaning. Oh, wall tire cleaner. Was oh, that? Oh, was oh yeah. One. We saw it all. <laughs> Thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, we use that on our carpet. So hey, Chris, do we have any questions? No, I don't have any uh, actual questions, but I didn't actually put out there for guys to ask questions. Cool. Well, we'll take in, uh, how, so what's, what's Bob, what's the best way for people to, to search PNS down on social media and PS detail web. products. Okay. All platforms, Instagram, web, PS detail products, right? Pretty, there. pretty, pretty, pretty simple. straightforward. Pretty simple. So, you know, guys, I want to, I want to take in, uh, I want to thank you for coming in and th this is a good group of guys and uh, we, we changed it up a little bit on it. We didn't want to go back through history and, and, and all that stuff. We wanted to give some great advice that people can learn from. And I think I'll end with this is that appreciate who and what you are and where you're going. Don't want to, you know, don't try to be something that you're not. Um, you know, the ride's going to go by really fast. I don't care if you're, you know, we just had our youngest student ever last week. Uh, was the first student that we ever had that didn't have his driver's license. He had a learner's permit. He's 16 years old. And the this guy, awesome. his, da oh, his dad brought him up. We all agreed. Everybody in the class, our intern, we all agreed we're gonna we're gonna work uh, for Isaiah at some point during our lives because the guy's that dynamic. Um, but no matter if you're 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 16 years old or 76 years old, is enjoy the moment. You're gonna build it. Build it for what you want out of life, not what you see other people doing. And and I think it's a big mistake that in small business we're doing right now is. We, we take, we have a tendency of, of building up our, our, our brand and our image and our, our expectations off of other people's efforts. But when really all we have to do is satisfy ourselves, just go out and satisfy yourself, make yourself happy, continue to get better, uh, plan it out. It's all going to work out fine and uh, drop the stress because it's just going to kill you. So um, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure to go check out PNS detailing products. Uh, you can find them all over social media, on the web, and everything else. And uh, thanks for tuning in today. Take care, everybody. Happy detailing. We'll talk to you soon.